That's, uh, I love it. All right, so let's go ahead. Chuck, take it away. Chuck, take it away. You want me to take it away? I feel like you can give a better um, intro. All right. Well, first of all, <laughs> let's welcome everyone to our 12th episode of Rubbing Elbows. Uh, we have the amazing Andres. Uh, Andres and I go back uh, quite a while. Uh, he is the founder of Sync Brokerage. Uh, they have now expanded into another location. And uh, Andres, thank you for taking the time. It doesn't go unnoticed that you're going to actually, uh, we know that you're super busy and that your team is partying right now and that's difficult to be away from. No, 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 actually you. prospecting. <laughs> prospecting with margaritas. Uh, but thank you for taking the time to join us. Welcome to our, uh, to our episode. Uh, if you could just share with us kind of the story of uh, how Andres got into uh, real estate. Uh, let's, let's start, you know, thank you for the, the invite. Um, you know, definitely this is an honor to, uh, kind of share a little bit more about me, the company and so on, how we got to, uh, where we at, which is, you know, it, it has been a journey, uh, of, uh, 10 years. Um, I used to work in Robbie Max. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Robbie Max and Sherman Oaks. It was right there on, uh, I think that was Van Nuys and Ventura Boulevard next to the Pita Kitchen. Wait, I hold was, on. I, I have to stop you. I have to stop you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say you worked for Robbie Mack? Yeah, bro. I was the delivery guy. I was the cook. I was the cleaner. I was the register guy. So uh, was I. I was also a Robbie Mack employee, delivery, cook, everything. Yeah. But this is not. But this show is not about you, Chuck. No, it's I just, about- I, I can't <laughs> believe I have everything. Oh, shit, I'm at Robbie Mack. Yeah, so that's that's when I started. Um, I actually got that job by, you know, taking the bus and totally unemployed. And I just walked in into that restaurant. And I told, hey, I need a job. So the guy told me, hey, can you come in tomorrow morning, nine o'clock? So they taught me how to cook. And I was there for like, I think, six years until I met my wife. And she was uh, completely settled down, making money. Uh, and that was kind of my motivation to get out of the hole. and. As I was going out in a club in Glendale, I was waiting for my car and this guy came to me and he approached me. He told me if I was, you know, if I wanted to get into real estate. So it was truly by accident. I didn't know real estate. Uh, None of my family has been in real estate and completely detached from this industry. So it was by accident. And, you know, in a moment of desperation, looking for an answer, to make money and, and get out of, you know, making pizza, delivering pizzas and, you know, working at the register. Uh, I took the interview and I went to Montevello and I started kind of like as an assistant for eight months, right at the end of 2008 until I met Maria Zule, Diana Alon, 2009. And I started working, you know, for them as an assistant with their company. And, um, so I, I learned the business. I work around the clock, 14, 16 hours. I was uh, putting lock boxes all the way to Big Bear uh, to all the way in California City for $50,000. I was hustling and working my way up, showing properties for $700 commission until I got my license in 2011. Built my team, uh, became the top producer agent for... I think three years and um, 
then you know looking for the next challenge and i got involved on managing an office running and recruiting agents uh you know still active as you know as a producing agent until 2017 when i kind of saw you know how amazon got in the marketplace you know got rid of uh, toys R Us and many other retail players Uber came into place and uh, took over the taxi, you know, the taxi business. And um, I think I had a vision about real estate, how technology was going to impact these big companies uh, where the square footage of the office didn't make sense to me and having 300 agents didn't make sense to me either. So truly, I wanted to open a company where I can work for. So I opened a company for myself, you know, where I, I got the culture I got the support, I got the environment, and slowly we started building systems. And um, it's been a whole journey. And now we have 62 agents, two locations, and one of the best technology platforms that, that we built. So it, it has been a journey for the last 10 years. Ups and downs, crying and laughing, and uh, going against you know the odds. And we're still doing it. Can Every we talk? Day. Can we talk a little bit about the technology that you uh, that you implement with your team with uh, mm -hmm. uh, in your two offices? So, one of my my visions was I wanted to work for a brokerage where I get marketing, lead generation, a CRM, access to data, um, you know, exposure, branding, SEO, all of this. And so when I opened Sync, um, we started by building a very sexy and uh, engaging website. That was the first thing. Uh, I didn't want to have a website where you have either the Hispanic or African-American family in front of a house with a for sale sign. To me, that was very standard and boring. So I wanted to build something different where people can learn about LA, our culture, and uh, you know, have fun. And so we built that. And then I started flying throughout, you know, the nation, like New York, Florida, different places, learning about technology. And we plug in a lead generation system. We plug in, we built our own marketing platform where every agent gets access to pretty much anything you can think about marketing. Uh, and it is connected to the MLS. So, you know, three clicks, you already have your marketing done. And uh, so we built that. At the end of 2018, we got approached by Compass uh, to buy us out. And so that to me was kind of like the wake up call because they told me, you know, that I didn't know what I had, but, you know, certainly I had some kind of value. So that was kind of like the motivation for me to, you know, if I have this, maybe I can build it to a bigger level and get more money five years from now. So we completely destroyed that platform. We put it away and I hired new people, new coding people, developers. And I had this idea of, hey, this is what I want. And I want everything to be in one dashboard, communicating from the lead generation, the, my own CRM, a marketing, uh, access to data, website, pushing SEO, and a business coach, everything in one dashboard connected. And so we got this company in the East Coast. It's actually here, not in China, not in India, not in Colombia, 
So it's a national company uh, and they help us building this cool platform that we have right now. And we launched that system October 9, uh, 2019. And as of right now, I am confident to say that is better technology than Compass and EXP. And since we, op you know, since we launched the, the technology platform, we've been able to grow a lot. So Andres, let me ask you, when you, because uh, I know you do a lot of meetings for your, your company, uh, even, you know, years ago when I came to, to your office, you were all about having these meetings, these motivational uh, talks with your agents. What do you do to motivate your agents nowadays? Um, I don't believe in motivation, to be honest. I tell them I think motivation is full of crap. Uh, I think that in order to succeed, you have to be self-motivated. Um, all, all I do is being the leader and, and being able to be there for my agents and support them with anything they need, uh, coach them and guide them and really push them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a ball buster. I like to push people to tap, you know, their full potential. Um, so I don't see that as motivation is more about like, Hey, you got two choices. You can either go this direction and make it, or you can stay in this direction and be part of the 80, 90% of the people that are complainers. So it's just, it's, that's what it is. And so when you really break it down into like two simple choices, most likely whoever is driven and, and have that fire to make it, they'll choose this option, which is, let me go with the 10%. So a lot of accountability. Very good. And so let me ask you, in terms of uh, tactics right now, are you guys uh, over at Sync? Uh, I know that other than technology, you're doing a lot of things differently in terms of uh, attracting uh, listings and buyers and things of that nature. Can you talk a little bit about how you get your agents that are new onto the team, how you get them started and what, what do you expect of them to do? Right. So um, I think that from, from 2017, when we built the company, we were building this company, thinking about the future. And until today, what I'm doing now with the team, we're thinking two years ahead. Because whatever you and I were doing now, three months from, you know, from today is going to be old. So uh, I think that the way we operate is thinking about, you know, what is it going to take place in two years from now? And thinking about the consumer behavior. So that is one thing that I think that as, as salespeople, professionals, we need to consider is understanding the consumer behavior and how time is important for people. And um, so when I have a new agent coming on board with Sync, uh, I am not a huge promoter of you know, sending postcards and door knocking. I think that is very old school. And especially now through a pandemic, nobody wants to see your face at the doorstep. So. Um, part of the technology that we build is giving access to the agents to get any data. So if I put your property address, I can get up to 15,000 homeowners near your house. That will give me first name, last name, cell phone, landline, property address, and email address. What do we do? We create a marketing campaign that goes straight to your email address. And then we can always go back and track how many people engage with the content we send, who actually opened my email and retarget that people by a text message that I can also see who opened my text message and call them. Hey, thank you for opening my email. Thank you for opening my text. I'm actually following up to see if you have any questions. 
So it's a, it's a, it's a different way to market yourself, whether you're a brand new agent or someone that has been doing it for 20 years. I think that nowadays with all the technology that we have on the table, uh, we are, you know, a new agent and an experienced agent is they have the same opportunity to make business. I, uh, I want to throw, I want to throw a next question at you. Um, and this is just a, a reoccurring question. We ask every guest just with what's going on and what we're going through. Um, what, where do you see, where do you see the market in, you know, in your position of having agents under you and hearing, you know, success stories and complaints and, you know, all the different, um, different angles of, of the, of the market, where do you see it going? Um, where do you think it's heading? Um, I think that complaints, you will always see it and it doesn't matter what market, good market, bad market, you will always find complainers. And success stories, you will always find those people that will succeed in a good market, down market. I think, in my opinion, is it doesn't matter what market we're going through, whether it goes up, down, sideways, what matter is the skills that you have, the knowledge that you have, and the understanding of where things are going and just being able to embrace what's coming you know, in a good way and look at the opportunities instead of looking at the challenges. So that being said, right now we all know the market is pretty healthy. I think that the market is, is pretty stable. Um, I mean, interest rates are super low, which is, you know, motivating buyers to go and buy a house, people to refinance, get cash out and buy a second home and invest. Uh, sellers, I mean, the lack of inventory is actually creating kind of like a desirable market for sellers to get top dollar multiple offers. We still see that. Um, I think, and, and the other thing is, even though we went through a pandemic and even though March and April, you know, the production went down, when you track the price per square foot on a house, it actually sold three to 4% over the asking price. So if I list my house at 395 per square feet, I ended up selling it for 415, 410 because of the, the multiple offers and the lack of inventory. Um, if this continues going this, the, the same direction, I think that by the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, we're gonna see an appreciation of values by maybe 2%. Um, I know, you know, we're also investing. So we were hoping for, for a crash. Um, I don't know to, you know, to be honest, it's so hard to determine the future, but if we continue going this direction, I don't see that happening, but I do see a lot of opportunities where homeowners that they cannot afford the mortgage payment, they got laid off, they don't have a job, they, you know, they close their business. They're going to be in a situation that they can sell their property before, you know, they lose it. Uh, they still have equity. So this is, you know, bringing opportunities for that, you know, people with money, investors. Um, so if, if we continue going this direction, I see only positive. Now, actually this morning with my team, uh, we were talking about what about if we go in a second uh, stay home order for a second time. Then I think everything will shift. Because now you have more people closing down businesses, whether they're essential or not. 
uh, restaurants, bars, hotels, everything that is going to impact the economy. And that has a domino effect that most likely is going to affect the economy. And I don't know if they're going to do a second incentive. You know, the government is going to do a second incentive for businesses and people. And so you're going to have a lot of homeowners going behind on the mortgage payment for not six months, but maybe 12 months. And even though they, uh, they get, you know, the forbearance plan, that is money that at some point will have to be paid. So either it's going to go into the rears of the loan, which is going to, you know, uh, affect the equity that you have, or they're going to finance that in the next 12 months mortgage payments, which is going to increase by probably 20, 25%. And if you're, if you don't have a job, then what else you have, you know, as an option, I still have a little bit of equity. Let me sell my house, get the money that I can right now and, and just start over. So I think that it all depends what happens in the next 90 to 120 days. I also read this morning, uh, I think they just extended the mor uh, moratorium on evictions till September. So that's obviously gonna, yeah, so that's going to push back uh, any results we see because all the all the hits that people are taking today, we're not going to see for nine to 12 months from now. So which, in my opinion, that's kind of like a bandaid uh, because at the end of the day, you're going to have to pay that money. And right. if I ended up owning the bank 40, 50 grand, somehow I need to pay them. So whether it's the next 12 months or put it in the rears, which is killing 50,000 of my equity. So right. I think the next 120 days will be critical for, for what's coming. I have, so a, have, have you a question for you regarding uh, recruitment because you got I to love it, man. I, I'm, I'm a promoter of COVID-19. <laughs> So in regards to you getting, what, 62 agents now, uh, what what do you say to get them to be like, you know what, I'm going to come on board. I'm going to leave, you know, X brokerage that's, you know, a household name, and I'm going to take my chances with Sync that is um, anybody who's done business with your guys, with your, you know, in my experience, working with agents that work for Sync, they're very, um, you know, they want to get the deal done there. You know, I haven't really um, uh, experienced, you know, ego tripping or things like that. Just very easygoing agents. And is, is that, does that come down to how you recruit? Uh, culture. Number one, any company, whether you sell shoes, tacos or real estate or loans, culture is number one thing. And uh, even if you give me a hundred percent, if I don't like your culture, I'll move on to the next company. So number one is culture. Uh, once they come on, you know, once they, they come to sync and they interview, they love the culture. Um, I, I don't promote ego. I think that by default, real estate is an egocentric industry. And so I, um, myself every day, I try to be, you know, very connected to the ground because whatever you have now, you can lose it in, you know, 24 hours. So I'm, I'm very connected to the ground and, and I work on, making sure that our agents are also down to earth, not ego driven. Um, but when it comes down to recruiting is number one is culture. Number two is something that I said three years ago and actually I uploaded a video on YouTube, which it was um, the big label companies, they have a, a non-sustainable business model for the fact that um, if you have a 6,000 square feet office and 300 agents and employees and running systems, 
uh, you're running a 75 to 150,000 overhead a month. And when only 15 to 20% of the agents are producing every month, then you're not making money really from commissions other than fees. And when the market changes and shifts and there is a recession or something like COVID-19 that nobody was expecting, uh, agents will start, you know, the productivity will slow down. And so as a broker, as a company owner, you cannot charge fees, which is going to impact your, your income, right, to run that company. And at some point, when you have 200 agents, you only see less than 10% or 15% at the office utilizing your space. That's when you realize, hey, what I have doesn't actually make sense. So I need to downsize, restructure my business. And that's what, you know, bigger companies like Cobalt Banking and so the companies are doing now, downsizing, getting rid of the leases that they can get rid of, you know, within the next 12 months and go with the hybrid mode, which is like smaller office, more technology, better quality, and really focusing on the agents that are producing and they are full time. So that has been one of the things that we did from the beginning. I don't want 200 agents. Let me focus on 15, 20% of the industry, which is the people that are making money and serious about this as a career. So we go that direction. And um, once we show them the technology platform and access to generate so much business, and I mean, if I'm broke and I join my company, all I have to do is just invest my time to make money. And I have proven this with many agents that within the next 90 days, I can close at least one, you know, one to two escrows. So once they see the value of what we offer, the culture, the support, the training and everything else, honestly, it, it just makes sense to, to join. So it, it allows us to pick and choose the people and the quality of people that we want. Very nice. What about, sorry, Leo, I know you have a question, but I have to ask the same, the same question applied to sellers, you know, meeting with a seller and saying, give me your listing uh, versus giving the listing to, you know, some big name. Um, right. Uh, with big labels. Again, it boils down to who I am, what I know and what I can do for you as a homeowner, my experience, my expertise and what I do different than the 90% of the industry that is going to help me sell in your house. So once the homeowner see, once the homeowner sees everything we do and the way we market properties, um, then the decision is very easy. I'll go with you. And obviously, you know, it, it depends on the agent. It's not even the company. It's not me as Sync. It's not KW, Remax, Compass. You name it. It's the agent. If you're confident of what you know and you have the experience and you're confident about selling that house, it just boils down to you. So yeah. we, we've been here. I'm going to open it up, by the way, uh, very soon to Q&A. So start thinking of your questions if you have any uh, for Andres. But I, I wanted to ask you, uh, we hear a lot of stories of, uh, you know, positive things that have come out of this whole COVID and pandemic uh, situation for businesses that they didn't even expect. They, they got surprised that uh, there was some new positive outcome for their business, for their bottom line. Have you seen anything positive come out of COVID for your business? Everything. Can you tell us everything. a little bit? Everything. I think there is not one thing that is negative about the virus. Like, I love it. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I love it, bro. <laughs> everything is positive. From, from the point that it, ta it taught me a lesson uh, about appreciating what you have. 
appreciating the little things, appreciating my time with my family, learning that I'm really able to work from anywhere, uh, proving that our technology can actually enable anyone to make money from anywhere. Um, you know, we never stop, you know, even though we were at home for 60, 90 days, from March 11, I started accountability meetings at 9.30 a.m. Until now, we still have them every freaking day. And I mean, the team, they're still connecting. And we do a lot of role-playing, coaching, and, you know, out of the sudden, you know, we have a pop question and I will put you on the spot to see how well prepared you are to answer a question from a client. And so for the last four months, um, we've been just pushing, pushing hard that when we opened the offices in May 1st, the productivity just jumped. So I, I don't see anything negative about the COVID-19 besides all the people that are getting sick and dying. But again, it's, 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 the, it's the perspective about things. And I'm always looking about the lesson, not how it's impacting me. So I think so it's the good. Fact, the fact that you're, uh, you've been able to, to see how, how much easier it is to work with people remotely than maybe we would have thought uh, before the pandemic, does that give you any, uh, any ideas on expanding into new, new uh, markets? Absolutely. We're, we're going to conquer the world. <laughs> No, absolutely. Um, we're pushing to continue growing the office. You know, we, we're not. Initially, I was, you know, when I opened Sync, my my goal was I just need to stay in business for six months because all I had was 30 grand to cover expenses. And uh, four months into the business, you know, we started generating money and, and investing back. And now we're three years here. And uh, we have the two locations. So now what I'm looking for, and especially with technologies, honestly, just push hard to number one, expand throughout LA, California. And we actually opened an office in Florida, uh, which it, it was an accident. But yeah, we're going we're gonna to expand the brand um, if possible throughout the nation. So this is an opportunity. Like this meeting, this wouldn't be a conference at the board. Uh, but now we're making it happen from my office, from your office, and very convenient for everyone. So time-wise, huge thing. It's a huge thing. It's an asset. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to open it up. Uh, anybody have questions they'd like to ask Andres, take advantage. Now is your uh, opportunity. Either just raise your hand and we'll unmute you or uh, send some kind of a notification. Andres, you might see a lot of familiar faces here, people you may have worked with before. Um, you see, I see Iris over here. Speaking of working remotely, she's working from San Francisco, as you can see. I love that. <laughs> um, so think of any yeah. questions. <laughs> we know what each other for a long time too, right? Andrew, I'm very I, proud of I, you. I've been trying to recruit her for a long time. Yeah, no, I remember the first offer he gave, <laughs> but that's good. You're doing so good. I'm so proud. That's why I joined to say that you're great. Thank you so yeah. much for the support. Um, yeah. You know, I think that one thing that that um, everyone needs to kind of be aware is, you know, there is a lot of negativity in the marketplace uh, and there is a, lo a lot of negativity in the media. So you really need to be selective with the content that you're consuming. And, and like I said before, just look at the opportunities that, you know, this pandemic is bringing to you instead of the challenges. And, and I think that that will be the approach. 
how I can take advantage of this. And I can tell you like 80% of the industry, real estate, 80% of the industry, or at least 70%, they're already disconnected and they're waiting for 2021 and they already slow down mentally and physically, which is giving us an opportunity to be very active, double down on actions and take advantage of the market and still make it a great 2020. So there is going to be a lot of people that is, is they are slowing down. So, Amy, I think you have a question. Let's unmute you so you could ask it. It's a twofer. <laughs> so we have two there, and then Chuck has three, four. Andreas, what does your crystal ball say? about the next 12 months what does digital. your crystal ball say digital everything will be digital everything will be digital uh i think that you know the market is the market and the market can go different ways um but in terms of how the perception or the behavior will change i think people will embrace technology better than before and I think that we all value time more than before. And so the next 12 months, you're going to see uh, everything to go digital. I thank, you for that thank you for that question. Do we have anyone else that wants actually, to ask a question? I actually have another question that's really for everyone. Is um, a lot of times we like to kind of align whoever the guest is with the viewers, people that are watching. There's a lot of people that watch after this thing is done with um, on YouTube or the Facebook group. And by the way, whoever's not on the Facebook group, join, it's Rubbing Elbows on Facebook. Um, so my question is this, if you've got, um, um, for example, like we've got uh, Haley over here, right? From, oh, Haley was here from Portfolio Escrow. We've got uh, Lior that does finances, we've got uh, our, you know, my team, LA Fixers, that we're constantly looking for off-market opportunities that are, you know, distressed and things like that. How do we align ourselves with Sync uh, in order to, you know, open up that communication, open up the, you know, the relationship to be able to get, for example, financing for Lior or escrow for this person or Fixers off-market opportunities for, for our brokerage? How do we how do I how do we align ourselves with you? So I, I, I think that at the end of the day, you know, this uh, this business is all about networking. Right. And uh, supporting each other's businesses, uh, delivering value. And uh, at the end of the day is communication. Right. Uh, being in contact all the time, collaborating, helping each other. And if if I see an opportunity that I can make money working with Leo or, or with you, uh, why not? Right. So I think that the main thing is being in contact, networking. And in a lot of cases, um, we are not tapping into all the opportunities that we have because we're not really willing and able to reach out to people and asking. Right. I think that asking for is number one thing like, hey, Leo, who do you know that is looking to invest, buy or sell or join a nice company? Uh, send them my way and I'm going to do the same way with you. 
is asking for it. Like if you're looking for off markets, I will say, send me an email with everything that you're looking for. I'll pass it on to my agents, whatever they have coming up, I'll tell them to reach out to you directly. So I think that people don't ask because they, they're afraid of rejection. I actually love that you say that because one thing that I've learned very uh, early on, and especially even when we do these kind of uh, things, the, the, the asking is the key to everything. You, you couldn't have said it better. It's p- people are always willing to help. It's in our nature. We want to do good. We're just not asked enough. And- I, I, the way I met my wife, like, again, she was working <laughs> in corporate. She was making 75,000. She was 21. I was delivering pizzas, making, I don't know, like 1600 bucks a month. I was do by default. Like I wasn't that guy for her. And all I did was like, let me ask, you know, what am I going to lose? Nothing. She can say no. So she actually agreed. We went out 14 years later, we got two kids. We're still married. And now I'm, I'm look, all I did was asking for it. You never know, man. You never know. <laughs> there you go. So that's uh, that's, that, that's the tip of the day is just ask. And, um, and you know, I, I have actually met a lot of good people and uh dumb business with people just by asking and even if they tell you no i always come back and ask again like i mean seriously how many times can you reject me until you actually give up on yourself and you're like fuck you let's do it just because of the persistence so i'll ask you over and over until you uh, uh, so on that note, uh, is there anybody else before we go to the next segment for the uh, win of the week? Anybody else want to ask any kind of questions? All right. We have uh, Winston. Let me unmute you. Go ahead, Winston. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Andreas, for being here. Uh, just wanted to ask you, what do you see? Like, who is that 2021 agent? You know, let's just fast forward to 2021. Who is that agent who is going to be in the top 20? Because like you said earlier, right, a lot of the agents are falling down, right, on that scale because they've given up, right? So who is the 2021 agent uh, that you see? What would be their best attributes? I'll say whoever is actually willing to put the effort, double down on the effort, see the opportunities, not being shy, not being uh, scared about what the media has to say and, and willing to risk it all. I think that in order to win, you have to risk it all. And, and just like playing, you know, t- poker, if you want to win big, you got to play big. So I think you got to leave everything on the table, play the best cards you have for the rest of 2020, beginning 2021, and, and just go against everyone else. Because at the end of the day, I have a mentality that that somebody else is working 24 hours to take me out of business. And it's either them or it's either me. That's my, that's my mentality. Someone is working to take me out of business. Whether I'm an agent or a company owner, that's my mentality. And I'll say that those agents that have that mentality that somebody else is working that farm and is gonna take their business away, you gotta go and do something better than whatever they're doing. And those are the agents that will succeed in 2020, 2021. Kill what you eat. You Thank know, you it's, it's funny you say that because uh, my coach uh, always used to tell me successful entrepreneurs live in paranoia. 
You're always thinking about who's coming to get me. You're always thinking about what's going to change. And you're a step ahead of the game if you're living in paranoia. So I think it goes There wrong. is no rest. Even if you are doing well, man, it's like, what do I do next? The minute that I feel that I'm resting, then there is something wrong with me or my business. You cannot rest. I mean, look at this guy, uh, the Amazon. What's his name? Bezos. Dude, look at this guy. He's already a billionaire. $171 billion. This guy is not resting. He's, he's making the next move. It becomes an addiction. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other questions before, uh, before we ask for the wins of the week, which Andres, start thinking about it because we like to finish off with a positive note and ask everybody uh, what's their win for the week. It could be business. It could be personal. Uh, I think Amy raised her hand again. Or... Whichever one is Amy. Let's talk about the, especially now, the success mindset, because so many of us are thinking that we're poor, we're broke, but poor is a mindset. Broke is temporary. So how do you stay in that? I'm successful. I'm going to survive this. Like, this is all temporary. What tips do you have about mindset and self-discipline? I love that question. Uh, number one, I wake up every day broke. That's number one. I'm always broke because the minute that you don't feel broke, then there is no motivation to go after the next goal. So broke, not, not in the mind, but broke like, Hey, I got to make it big. Right. And I think that when people reach a level of success and they make a little bit of money, uh, they think they got it all. And that's when you slow down, you get in a comfort zone and that's it. And then you have a pandemic that you're not expecting comes and wipes you out. So I think that when you are every day waking up with the mentality that whatever you have is not permanent, you got to, you know, that's the, that's the fuel for you to keep pushing every day. Now, like I mentioned at the beginning, I don't believe in motivational speaking. I don't believe in motivation stuff. Um, I think that that's thanks to my wife. Uh, she is not the best motivational speaker. She's very like hardcore. And she will be like, are you going to be crying like a little bitch? Or are you going to take action and do what you want to do? So that's kind of like the... the, the I, can, I can tell by some of the faces on camera that they absolutely agree with you. <laughs> so, so, you know, my, my thing is... You know, if I want to be here, what is it going to take for me to get there? What are the step-by-step? -step? What's the process? And, and then getting to the point that was my first step that will lead me to my second and what's holding me back. If nothing is holding me back, then let's jump, let's do it. And as you go, you're learning as you go through the process. So, you know, the, the mindset is like, look, we have two choices. You either go for it all the way or you just, you know, stay at home and cry and whine. Nothing is going to get better. Nobody's going to do it for you. So right. you got to put the effort. You got to put the time. By the you way, does you and your wife work together? She's actually uh, supporting my business very, very much for the last 12 months. And I have to say that since she uh, joined on, uh, on this journey, uh, we've been growing a lot the last 12 months. I mean, 
She's, she's oh, growing, growing as a couple or as a company? Both ways, brother. Both ways. Yeah. Okay. It's like, she's like my best friend. She's my body. Okay. Yeah. So we've been growing a lot and, and uh, I think she's the brain of the business and I'm just the, the face, you know, selling it, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Sales guy. laughs> let, let's, uh, let's take it into our uh, uh, final segment, win, wins for the week. So I'd like as many of you to share as possible. Again, it doesn't have to be business. It could also be uh, personal. So uh, if anybody would like to kick us off, actually, Chuck, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to kick us off. What's your win for the week? Did you hear that? You said amazing people working for you. You're so grateful. Um, I'm always grateful for my team. Why, why, why are you drinking, bro? Tequila. There you go. Pick up a bottle. <laughs> um, I, I'll say, you know, my win is not a it's not a big win. It's a really, really tiny, tiny win. I get to see my dog. You guys see my dog at the on the screen over there, that Weimaraner? There you go. All That's right, that was, good, that was a good that was a good time because Sabine just uh, raised her hand. So I think yeah. uh, let's go ahead and unmute. And uh, here, Sabine, can you go ahead and unmute yourself? Hi everyone. So from Tupenga with famous Stevie, but my win of the day is that he's here right in the show and uh, he was uh, Chuck's dog before I got him. And um, he just wanted to be on the show today and say hi to everyone. <laughs> there you go. Stevie! So that's it, Chuck? No more doggy? Uh, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> 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 um... Any other wins, guys? <laughs> no bucket. See that? All right. Who, who, who else has a win for the week that would like to share with us before we get to you, Andres? All right. There you go. You're, you're up, Andres. What do you I, got I think, for us? I think, I think you guys need coffee or alcohol. <laughs> One of the two, coffee or alcohol, or a good client with great credit, huge down payment, full dock. <laughs> or coffee with alcohol. There you go. You can have you can have both. Uh, big by the win, way, by the way the, what we were talking about a couple minutes ago about working remotely, okay? I want to give a shout out to Liron Avraham if you see her over here. She's working from Israel. Oh wow. And she's killing it. She's part of the LA Fixers team, and and we do transactions together. And all the way from Israel, that just goes to show um, you can. Yeah, really, th you know, thanks you can to Liron, we can claim uh, rubbing elbows is uh, worldwide. Yeah. There you go. It's uh, you know, there is no there is no frontiers anymore. And uh, thanks to technology, you can actually you know I was telling everyone uh, a few weeks ago, if you really wanted to network uh nationwide or even you know make these zoom meetings international with united kingdom london china you name it you can actually you know reach out to key players and schedule that once a month and just have like a powerhouse with people from all over the world networking and making money like again 
right now, the only limit we have is whatever we can actually process here. Yeah. That's it. Because, you, you know, we have all the tools and resources to reach out to everyone anywhere. And all you got to do is just ask. Yeah. Okay. If there's no, uh, if there's no, if nobody wants to share their wins, um, we obviously, we always want to respect everyone's time. We usually try to do 30, 40 minutes. So we're at the 45 minute mark. Um, or if you remember your win later, you're more than welcome to post a comment. Andres was going to, was going to share with us a win. Oh yeah. Go for it. Uh, my win from this one was, uh, being able to network with you guys again, reconnect and pause, you know, probably, hopefully opening the door again to do business and, and make money together, collaborate and, uh, bring more value to the table for, you know, everyone on this zoom meeting and everyone that is watching on, on YouTube and Facebook live, you know, it's a networking event, um, other than delivering value and content and, you know, knowledge is is also networking so you know this opens the door for my agents your people to collaborate and do business together beautiful awesome. fantastic thank you so much for being on here i'd love to somehow get on like your newsletter or or uh or your company um you know how you guys have the company emails you know reply all or when you blast it all to Somehow get some of your fixers and some uh, get you're some buying? opportunities. Only if you're buying. If you're not buying, no, we don't mind. I'm buying. If you're buying and you're gonna spend some money with us, yes, then it's, it, it, you can cover my costs. Okay, beautiful. We'll talk about that on Friday. <laughs> Amy, get his name, get his email, bombard this guy with deals. <laughs> Which office are you in, Amy? Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills. Awesome. Yeah, Chuck at LAFixers.com. There it is. Chuck at LAFixers. Um, okay. Thank you so, so much to everybody who's here, everybody who's going to be here, everybody who's going to watch this later, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. Thank you so, so much, whoever joined, for your questions, for your participation, for your contribution, for my two lovely ladies here. For uh, Chuck, I think you got to continue doing this and forget about fixing houses. I think you got potential. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe you can have a radio show. <laughs> a radio show, huh? Okay. Think about it. Um, you mean he looks better on camera. He looks better on camera. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so, so much. And um, anything else, Lior? Uh, no, thank you. Again, thank you, Andres, for taking the time to join us. Thank you, everybody else, for joining us as usual. Uh, every Thursday, 2 o'clock. Uh, we're going to try to keep bringing more and more value. Uh, we hope to see you guys again. And please share with your friends. Let them know so that our community can grow. The more we have, the more we can benefit from each other. All right, guys. Thank you so much for the invite. And uh, be safe out there. Don't get scared. Keep pushing. 2020 is still there. So you can still make good money and achieve you know, pretty good stuff in 2020. It's all about you know, the attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Thanks, guys. See you next Thank week. You guys.